Welcome to the Styano Plastic Surgery Podcast with plastic surgeon JJ Styano, the only plastic surgeon in the UK who owns a clinic specializing in breast and body contouring. missed all that stuff about the hair hi facebook good evening it's seven o'clock um i was here on time believe it or not but i didn't press the button um so um uh that is something especially the likes of me because i haven't got any nhs uh contract i haven't got an nhs job and when they started the lockdown the private hospitals in parkway they said they want and the people without an nhs contract to help out with the nhs work uh and i said brilliant fantastic very happy to do that but um they haven't i haven't they haven't asked to do me to do any so um so um yeah but thank goodness there is something so there is something and we are i am operating i've operated today so um it is good and we have gone national would it be okay to have a glass of wine tonight my surgery's on thursday yes come on nico bobs of course it would um of course it would absolutely fine i mean obviously there's the normal starving time and you don't want to be drunk when you turn up so you don't want to the starving time is usually six hours it can be two hours for clear fluids but um you know i mean for thursday god go for it i mean you don't want to be dehydrated i shouldn't i shouldn't be i don't want to be irresponsible you don't want to be dehydrated i don't know what you're saying when I mean, a glass of wine makes it sound like it's a glass of wine so if it's a glass of wine absolutely fine nico absolutely fine and is hair extension studio kingston just waving at me because i mentioned my hair is that have you got a have you got a thing on your instagram that when people mention their hair you 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 come on is are they you're going to try and do some hair extensions i mean i suppose you have to braid do you have to braid it onto something do you have to braid they aren't booking anyone in yet i know they're not booking anyone in yet yes well um solihull aren't i know tell me about it um Solihala not booking anyone in the moment um, at all. What's going on in Facebook? Tulip Medicals. Tulip Medicals. Look at this. This, guys, is when you know you're an influencer. I wish you could see this on Facebook. Tulip Medicals has actually put a whole load about stuff that you can you can buy from Tulip Medicals. Um, brilliant. Tulip Medicals, I'm happy with any comments. I've got to be honest with you. I'm keen for comments. If the comments are actually selling Tulip Medicals gear, so be it. Hey, guys, if you want any Tulip Medicals, you've got one each reusable nano transfer, 10 each sterile nano transfer cartridges, you name it. There's a lot of nano transfer stuff that Tulip Medicals do. And um, thanks for thanks for posting that on this uh, on this broadcast. There you go. And Olivia's here. Good evening. So I should put that up, shouldn't I? So I'll put that up. There we go. Show that. Oh, sorry, Tulip Medicals. Didn't show much. Nice stuff, Tulip. Tulip, you do that, um, the liposuction stuff with the with the syringe, don't you? It's good. It's good. A uh, bit old school because most like, but certainly for fat transfer, it is good stuff, Tulip. You don't have to advertise on here. You're a good big company, but uh, happy to have it. As I say, any comments, so feel free to, to um to promote your wares. Olivia's here. Melody is here. Khan is here. 
usual suspects in the house. I've got a thing going down the bottom, which I've got to get off. Uh, what's going on? Uh, hair extensions, right? Laughing. Would you have, would you slush, ha have you had any procedures? Good question, Kim. Kim, I'm going to throw that back at you. What do you think? What do you think of this visage? Hmm? Do you think you can get a, do you think you can get a, do you think this sort of natural beauty comes for free? Huh? Cost me a lot of money, this. Um, so, no, I haven't had any, haven't had any procedures, Kim. Um, have I had any procedures? No. No, I haven't. I don't know why I said that. I thought I might have had a mole removed or something, but um, I haven't even had a mole removed. Would you, I would, Kim, I always say, people say, would you have any or would your family have any? If I needed anything, I would have it. I would balance the risks versus the benefits and I'd make a decision. At the moment, I don't need anything. But if I did at any time, I would balance the risk and benefits and make a decision based on that. Hair extensions laughing. No, I'm watching all your works. You don't need extensions. Could you do extensions on that? You probably couldn't, could you? I guess you could there. I could have long flowing locks down the back. But I'm guessing it's a bit wispy at the top. I do honest with you, I probably, you know what, the hair extensions are going to they make the headache worse. I'm sure the hair extensions, they pull, wouldn't they? They make the headaches worse. So, um, no comment. Don't put me on the spot. Um, I wasn't asking if you, no, when I said I throw it back at you, Kim, I don't mean, I wasn't meaning have you had any, sorry. I wasn't asking you to, I meant I'll throw it back at you. Do you think I have? At least that's what I think I meant. I'll have to look back on the VT. Oh, I'm not in the right. God knows what answers I'm going to give tonight to these questions. Can I just full disclaimer? My hair's growing inwards. It's giving me a headache. So I'm not sure whether any of my answers will be coherent. But anyway, I didn't mean that, Kim. I meant me. Can't do anything with perfection, says Douglas. Yeah, see, he's after something. He's after something. On top, unit on top. You could do a unit on top, could you? Anyway, enough about me. Come on. Come on. I know what you've all come to see. You haven't all come to talk about this. Melody, handsome man, can't beat perfection. Right, okay. Are you are you having a lot of headaches, JJ? Me too. I wouldn't say a lot, Olivia. It's just when my hair grows long. It's nothing to do with... Uh, it's, it's the hair that doesn't gives me headaches. Uh, I think hair extensions will, will back me up on this um right come on let's 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 bring it back on track guys bring it back on track agenda i've got to get the agenda i've got the agenda right agenda's here she's after something i know yeah yeah <laughs> douglas i know i know right back on track pulling it back come on pulling it back in let's get let's let's this is serious stuff we're doing here this is like you know people's lives are at stake you know uh, the beauty of the West Midlands is at stake here and the surrounding areas. The beauty of the West Midlands and surrounding areas is at stake. So let's just, let's just, uh, what's, what's going on? Mates rates. Mates rates now. Mates rates melody. Yeah. Mates rates for hair, for what? Are we talking about hair extensions or, oh God, I've lost it. Anyway, I'm going straight into the first question. Makes my night, oh, Douglas, dear, oh dear. Have you not got, oh dear. Isn't there something on telly? Huh? I tell you what, I bet Antiques Road Trip's on. I bet it is this sort of time. I'd be watching it if I was me or if I wasn't doing this. Right. But I am. 
because you know i am doing this too right let's get into it can i have a tummy tuck after having laparoscopically and mesh to fix an umbilical hernia and diastasis recti or would this affect mesh repair nice 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 i've got a list of questions here which is different to that list of questions anyway let's just go with what we got okay we'll go with what we've got yes you can have a tummy tuck after having laparoscopic and mesh repair to fix an umbilical hernia and diastasis recti absolutely fine so basically you know your anterior abdominal wall which is a wall of muscles um the front is your um uh, rectus abdominis muscles and then you've got obliques at the side so it's basically a wall of muscles hold, holding your your uh, organs in um uh, there can be sort of uh, defects in that whether it be a diastasis recti which is a uh, a separation between the two rectus muscles the the or recti muscles the uh, six-pack muscles or whether it be an actual hernia or an umbilical hernia which is a little hole in the in that wall um, so these things have been repaired already which is fine so you've had your diastasis repair you've had your umbilical hernia repair so you can still have a tummy tuck absolutely fine and if the diastasis recti needs re-repairing you we, we could re-repair it if it's all fine then we just leave it alone so you can leave the anterior abdominal wall completely alone when you do a tummy tuck you don't have to bring the recti muscles together if they're already together so whilst repairing the diastasis recti or divarification of the recti you know the bulge basically above your belly button if you don't know what i'm talking about some people have a bulge above their belly button when they've had children or when they've put on a lot of weight then their muscles stretch and they get a weakness between them and they get a bulge there so whilst repairing that is an integral part of a tummy tuck it doesn't it's not an extra it's an integral part of it it doesn't have to be done so if there is a small percentage of people and it is quite a small percentage of people to be fair but there is a small percentage of people who does don't have a separation of those muscles so don't need that to be repaired so if you've had them repaired already and you've had a mesh repair etc then you may not need it if you do need it you can still do it even though you've had it repaired before and you've had a mesh repair of your hernia you can still strengthen that and bring them back together again so that would be absolutely fine absolutely fine hair extensions i will like breast augmentation think after another kid then take all fat put them on my ass then take all fat put them on my ass o on your ass <laughs> Can we use a different word for that? Bot on your bottom or off your bottom? You mean off your bottom? Off your bottom into your breast? Is that what you mean? Yeah. Okay. Well, that, that raises a few issues. I think, I think it's fair to say. First issue, yes, you're absolutely right. You have your other child first. Um, second issue is, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not sure if you mean put all the fat on your bottom. We um, can use the word bottom if that's okay. Um but you can certainly take the fat off your bottom and put it into your breast. But the problem with that, as anyone who knows me, uh, knows that's quite a subtle augmentation. It's not a very significant augmentation you get when you take it off your bottom and put it in your breast. Although in principle, it sounds good, doesn't it? I'll get it all off my bottom and stick it in my breast. Um, so it is quite a subtle, um, um, subtle improvement. Look, what's going on? Mate um never anything on telly you just have to watch netflix come on you haven't looked at 17 olivia 17 i think it's called really get yourself on channel 17 antiques road trip back to back kazia mia is straight in with the ask jj she hasn't forgotten 
Kasia, it's only you. No one else is using it. It's only you. Thank you very much for using it. Um, I would love it to catch on, and I'm sure one day it will, you know, in a few years' time. But uh, you're an early adopter. I'll give you that much. I will give you that much. Um, hair extensions on bottom, yes. O off your bottom, is it? Flat fat off your bottom into your breast. Yeah. Um, champagne queens in the house will wave at Champagne Queen. Um, what is Mr. Stiano's opinion on using mesh? Right. Um, have we got context on that question? All right. 27th of October. That's today, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Um, okay. Uh, well, we do some context on that question. I'll have to talk to um, Megan. Uh, should we assume we're talking abdomen? I think we're, we'll assume abdominoplasty. Um, you well, okay. Well, mesh is mesh is a prosthetic material, and you can use um, prosthetic materials um, to uh, reinforce things. And um, the the the, the um, the sort of obvious area where you use mesh is in hernia repairs because a hernia repair is a defect in the, in, a, in the wall, usually the abdominal wall. It's usually an abdominal hernia and you have a defect in the wall. And um, like if you've got like a hole in your fence sort of thing, you can try and stick well, maybe a hole in the fence isn't a good example. Um, but can you imagine trying to stitch up a hole in the fence? That's not a good example, is it? I mean, you might be able to stitch it up. But the fact there's a hole there means it'll be stitched up really tight. So you're better off putting a patch on it. I'm not sure if a fence is a good analogy, but do you get the drift? If you've got a hole in something, it's better to patch it rather than trying to darn it. Like a hole in your jumper maybe is a better example. But maybe a darn is all right if a hole in your jumper. Somewhere between your jumper and a fence. Yeah, if you can envision somewhere between as forgiving as a jumper but not quite as forgiving as a jumper, but more forgiving than a fence. If you've got a material like that, then that's your abdominal wall, yeah? It sort of lies between a jumper and your fence. Um, it might be difficult to stitch it together, yeah? So mesh is good for that, for that, for, for putting it on top. So mesh is really good for that. The big problems with mesh, number one problem is it's expensive. Exhibit A. And exhibit B, it's this foreign body. So anytime you're using a foreign body, whether that be a breast implant, which is obviously a foreign body, or a hip replacement, or a cataract, or any sort of foreign body, we worry about infection. Because if the foreign body gets infected, you have to remove it. Uh, otherwise, the infection doesn't settle. So that is a problem with using mesh. So you've got to be careful using mesh and only use it when you really need to. So if you had a defect in your abdominal wall with a significant hernia, then maybe a mesh would be uh, required. Um, if it was a small defect, I would just stitch it up. Like sometimes you see incidentally during the time of a tummy tuck, a little hole in the abdominal wall, usually around the umbilicus, usually umbilical or para-umbilical hernia, and you just stitch it up because there's a little hole and you just put a stitch in it. It's not worth putting a mesh over the top of it. So um, they're usually for significant meshes. And so that wouldn't be something I would tend to get involved in. If someone's got an ab ab uh, abdominal hernia, a significant abdominal hernia that you're going to repair with a mesh, which you can do at the same time as a tummy tuck, I'd probably be looking at getting a general surgeon involved because they uh, they use meshes a lot more. 
because they're repa repairing hernias a lot more um, than we are. The other place you can use a mesh is in the breast to support the breast. If you've got something like bottoming out or a problem with an implant to, to um, sort of support the implant. Uh, and again, same issues arise. It's expensive and if it gets infected, it's an issue. Um, and it's, you know, it's not for sort of normal breast surgery. For revision breast surgery, maybe. For complex revision breast surgery, people with poor quality tissues that you, you have problems with implants spotting around and things and you need to support that implant with something extra. Um, the first place you go is sort of the muscle uh, if you sort of need to cover the implant. But it, but if you need more support, then a mesh could be an issue. It could be an option, but it would be really for a, a, a limited case. I think, oh my God, I've just noticed. I think I've got a question on on uh, Instagram. Wow. Look at that. I've got a question on Instagram on the little question. Why is breast reduction cost more than implants? Wow. Brilliant. Um, why is breast reduction cost more than implants? Thank you for that question. Well, breast reduction is a much bigger operation than implants. Why? I mean, it definitely is a bigger cost than implants. It's a much bigger operation. It takes longer uh, and the recovery, there's more potential for requirements for dressings, etc. Um, so a, a breast reduction is a much bigger operation than a breast implant. And I think a lot of people will look at the cost of an implant and think that an implant uh, operation is expensive, which of course it is, because implants do have a cost associated with them. They're, you know, probably three, four, five, six hundred pounds each. So double that, three, six, eight. What did I say? Three, four, five, ten. Anyway, for a pair, anyway, I was just doubling it. But anyway, the significant there is significant money is the implant. But you've got to also remember time in theatre is really expensive. Uh, time in an operating theatre is really expensive. And a breast augmentation takes about an hour, whereas a breast reduction takes about three hours. So um, a breast reduction is a much bigger operation, takes much longer in theatre. It's a much more difficult operation, needs a lot more skill. Uh, there's a lot of people who are putting breast implants in. Um, but um, breast reduction is is a more complicated procedure, um, which is sort of more difficult to learn, if you like. And also there's more scars with the breast reduction. So there's more potential for healing issues and healing problems. And you might say, what? I'm paying more for an operation that's got more healing problems. Well, yes, because you might need more dressings and things. So when the hospitals are working out the prices, they work out, you know, because you obviously don't have to pay if you need dressings or if you have, you know, need to keep coming back for wound checks and things, you don't have to pay for all of those. So those are sort of absorbed into the price. So you're going to potentially need more of those with a breast reduction than you will with a breast augmentation. Not necessarily. You might just need the one dressing and then, you know, another one at six weeks, but potentially you might need it. So it's it's perfectly reasonable that a breast reduction is a more expensive operation, bigger operation, takes longer, more difficult. Um Thank you for asking that question in appropriate fashion. Was that on the Ask JJ sticker somewhere or the Ask a Question sticker? So that's good. I, I, that's really good. I, now I know where they come. Uh, losing control of the chat. Ask JJ. Let's put that up there. Thank you. Hashtag uh, Olivia. I watched it for months when I was working in Durham. I don't think I can ever watch it again. Okay. Yeah, you probably watched them all. I think they do keep on showing old ones, but, you know, can't get enough of it myself. What is internal bra or is it a gimmick? Thanks. Yeah, internal bra, that goes back to the mesh. 
um, the internal bra, bra is a mesh that people use to hold up the the bra, the, the breast. Uh, I wouldn't like to say the word gimmick because I think people have put a lot of work into it. And, you know, and I, and I think and there's a lot of research and development. And I think some surgeons are trying to champion it. So I'm, I'd be a bit bit um, a bit um, uh, reluctant to call it a gimmick. But it is for me not quite there. It is a, a prosthetic material that's in there. By definition, you've got to be a bit close, close underneath the skin. So if you get any infection there, that's bad news. And the main thing with it, if you're going to use a mesh to lift, to keep the breast up, which is basically what it's doing, it's trying to augment the lift because it's, 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 it's trying to address a very real problem, which is when people have a lift, the volume stays up there first and then it settles and you get a convexity in the upper pole, which people don't like. So, um, no, it's not convexity, is it? It's concavity. Convexity is that way. Yeah, concavity. Sorry. Concave. Concavity is a cave, isn't it? So it <laughs> settles, basically, droops. I was trying to be fancy with a fancy word, and it's backfired on me. Oh, God. Anyway, it droops a bit, okay? All right? Let's just use the word droop, right? So it's trying to keep it up there. So that's what it's trying to do, these internal bras. The problem is, what do you anchor it to? Because if you don't anchor it to something that's really rock solid, the the, the, the mesh is going to droop. You know, the whole lot's going to droop. So you usually have to anchor it to bone. So you have to put little bone anchors in. So that could be painful because you're anchoring it to bone and things. And, you know, I don't think it's, it's – I don't use it. I don't use it. So I'm not saying it's a gimmick, but I don't use it because I think the risks and the risks are outweighed by the benefits from what I've seen. But that's just me. It might be something that will be better, and maybe someone who does use it will be able to explain it uh, and 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 uh, justify it better. Look at that, my, my phone's in the in the shop. Uh, you are funny tonight. All right, all right, okay, okay. Do hernias generally run in families? Yeah, I think they can. I think some of them can. Certainly, femoral hernias. Um, there's two types of uh, inguinal hernia. There's direct and indirect hernia. So. Um, um, oh God, it's going back to my general surgery days. I don't really, we don't, I don't really tend to treat hernias. Um, so, um, I think direct hernias are like when you're weightlifting and it pops out and an indirect hernia goes down the, there's a sort of tube that the testes normally goes down that can open up that causes an indirect inguinal hernia and that can run in families. Bottom line is, yeah, I think some can, I don't know why I'm trying to get too technical because you don't really care that much do you? you just want to know do they run in families i think some can olivia but others can be due to increased abdominal pressure or weakness in the abdominal wall um i asked the question as i'm thinking of it well thank you for asking the question because that was awesome using the instagram feature to ask a question for someone with an e-cup after having children would you say having implant is better than reduction mm, well my first question hair extension studio kingston is what size do you want to be so if you say you want to be a B cup, well, then I say that a reduction is better than a, or maybe a B is a bit small, a C cup, then I say a reduction is better than implants. If you say I want to be a double F cup, maybe implants. But we're just talking size there, aren't we, hair extensions? The main question is, is it the shape that you're worried about? Or is it the shape you don't like? So if it's a shape you don't like, then maybe it's a lift that you need, you know, and then, but then that would just make them lifted with still an E cup. And make the shape better but as i said earlier it doesn't keep that fullness up there so that's why people get into this implant thing and but then the implants make them bigger and you might say oh, well, i don't mind being bigger but they can give you complications so it's 
we've opened a can of worms there, hair extension. Um, but basically, is it shape or is it volume? If it's shape, then it's um, a lift. If it's volume, then is the volume too big or too small? If it's too big, then it's a reduction. If it's too small, then implants. And if it's shape and volume, then a reduction will lift and reduce. Uh, but if they're too small and the shape strong, then it's a lift and implants. Is that right? Uh, all of my family had a hernia at one time or other. My mum's umbilical hernia was really bad. Well, there you go. There you go. Proof, proof there. Last question. Sorry, don't be, don't be sorry. Lol, I've had double prolapse repair. I may need further surgery if it's time off the cusp. Not at all. They usually do that sort of surgery um sort of internally should we say um if they are going to make an external incision and an external approach still a tummy tuck's not off the cards but if they're going to use an external approach and put a scar on your abdomen they'd probably use the same scar that we use for a tummy tuck but you might want to maybe have that surgery first before having the tummy tuck because then we could revise that scar if there's any problems with it as part of the tummy tuck but you don't have to. You can just you can have your tummy tuck, and then they'd probably just use the same scar. They'd excise a bit of it to do their surgery if they're using an external approach. If they're using an internal approach, absolutely no problems at all. So either way, no problems. But if they're using an external approach, might be worth thinking about waiting until you've had your uh, prolapse surgery done before thinking of tummy tuck. But it's certainly not off the cards. Certainly not. Uh, hair extensions. I'm like um, an. I'm like. E stroke F, but I know after another kid will need something. Yeah, well, to be honest with you, Harry says it sounds like a lift you might be needing, you know, because the size, you obviously got the size there, the volume, a lift or a reduction, maybe make them a bit smaller because if you just have a lift and they're quite big, then they'll droop over time by gravity. Shape I'm worrying about and feeling it up. Feeling it up? Do you mean filling it up? Yeah. Well, if the shape you're worried about, um, hair extensions, it's a lift. It's a lift, but you have to be happy with the shape that you get with a lift. So that's why you need to look at photos of people who've had a lift and, and make sure you're comfortable with that. Because I think a lot of people feel that they're going to be up there with a the lift, which they are when you first have it done, but then they settle. God, look at this. We've got a flip neck. What's going on with the hernia thing? Does Mr. Stiano fix hernias? If yes, would he fix a hernia and do a tummy tuck procedure or operation? Um, I don't do, you know, only a small hernia, only a small hernia. If there's a small defect, um, then yes. But if you've got an obvious abdominal hernia, if you've got a big abdominal hernia, then I would probably get involved with a general surgeon who they fix hernias. And then we could maybe work together and do a tummy tuck at the same time. But if it's just a little umbilical hernia, um, then that's perfectly normal. You often find them. You often find them before surgery, but sometimes you get you do the surgery and you find them there. Um, so yeah, absolutely fine if it's a small one. But as I say, if it's a big one, probably get uh, work with a um, with a general surgeon. Surgeon. Um, um, hair extensions, as in not looking flat. Yeah, you you don't want them looking flat. You want them up there. Yeah, they look flat at the top. So a lift would make them look less flat at the top. Sounds like a lift hair extension. Lift stroke reduction is what I'm feeling, the feeling I'm getting from that. Melody, hash JJ, hash, sorry, hash ask JJ. I said it wrong there. See that Instagram? See what happens on Facebook? They're getting the hashtags in, yeah? Hashtag 
Ask JJ. That's how it's done. Hashtag Ask JJ. Hi, I've had FDL two years ago, but I still get muffin top when I sit down. Can a TT be redone? TY. Yes, it can, Melody. Um, yeah, it can. Absolutely. Um, I'm not sure the, what the muffin top thing, but that might be a Mons, mightn't it? Is it the Mons? Because often, even after FDL, you have fullness of the Mons. So that, that could certainly be addressed, whether that be liposuction maybe to the Mons, or absolutely the tummy tuck can be redone, no problem at all. Um, yeah, absolutely no problem. Yeah. Yeah. Routine, that would be absolutely fine. Um, what's going on here? Not your cup of tea, hun. Not your cup of tea, hun. Hi, if you have a breast lift, is the recovery as long as if you have a full boob job? Well, not your cup of tea, hun. It depends what you mean by full boob job. What's a full boob job? Do you mean a, I mean a boob? People use the word boob job to mean different things. Sorry, I think my, my family. kids were there sorry um it's fine not, not that i'm um you know not that i'm precious about my you know it's fine i'm not what i do it's fine yeah um yeah so it depends on you my boo job <laughs> it's now i think it's all right um so um, a lot of people, I think, mean, mean take it to mean a breast implants, breast augmentation. So the the recovery after a breast lift would be more than a breast augmentation, um, because a breast lift, a bit like a breast reduction, I was saying earlier, is a bigger operation uh, than implants, more scarring, and you do more to the breast. So um, so it, it would be yeah, a little bit longer, but like a breast reduction, for instance, where the breasts are lifted and reduced in size, then it would be less. A breast lift would be less. So broadly speaking, they're all similar. I've got to be honest with you, not your cup of tea, hun. I've got to be honest with you. They're all pretty similar. But a breast lift is a relatively big thing because of the scarring and the moving the breast around and the funny sensation of the nipple and the skin and all the getting the wounds all healed up you know it does take a few weeks to everything to to sort of settle down and a good you know it takes months for a sensation and all that sort of stuff and the shape to settle um sorry if you've already mentioned it i haven't already mentioned it sorry i mean implants i'm a carer for a disabled child who attacks often and worry about post-op damage yeah i'd be worried about post-op damage with um either of them um and which one would i more worried about i don't know i don't think i'll be more worried about either of them really i'll be worried with both of them but i don't think one would be worse than others i think being attacked uh after a breast lift or breast implants i mean the thing about the breast lift is the scarring it's gonna it's closed quite tight with a lift so you worry about that all healing up. But we, I mean, we've got to be honest, we, we do it pretty robustly. Um, with implants, it's just a single line, straight line. So maybe implants will be a bit easier to cope with than, than a lift. But I would do the right operation for you, not your cup of tea, hun. I'd do whichever one's right for you. You know, if you need, if it's a shape that's an issue, then have a lift. If it's a size that's an issue, have implants, you know. How long does it take to do a TT? varies obviously well maybe not obviously nico bobs but varies on how big the person is but um i'm going to say broadly speaking three hours two and a half to three and a half is the 
is the range for a full tummy tuck we're talking about here, not a fleur de lis or a 360 or a mini, you know, they, they, they take longer or less, but a full, not a standard full tummy tuck, two and a half to three hours, I'm going to say there, Nico. Um, what's going on here? What's going on here? No, uh, two two years ago, we've done that. Hashtag Ask JJ. Come on, my lady, get in there. Another hashtag Ask JJ. And uh, no, the Mons Defo needs doing, but I mean under your boobs. I'm coming to see you anyway soon. Yeah, under the boobs. Under the boobs, Melody, if you've had a fleur de lis, under the boobs might be um, liposuction rather than doing another tummy tuck. Um, you know, maybe. Just throwing some ideas out there, you know. Olivia, ghosts. Ghosts. Uh, Rosie, how you doing, Rosie? If you have a full time, do you have to stay overnight in hostel for two nights? Um, have I got a question here for you? I thought I did. Um, maybe, maybe, you know, uh, I think two night it's yeah. Often. Yeah. Not always Rosie, not always. The main thing is the drains. So I try and do when well, I don't try. I try. I actually do do um, quilting sutures to sort of quilt the space down to, to to make the space smaller than 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 just a big space. So that will reduce the drainage. So you'll definitely be in one night. Put it like that. You'll definitely be in one night. You may be. I mean, I have done them with people going home same day. So it's possible to go home same day, but but normal is two nights. But you might be okay going home um, after one night. Uh, if you're feeling up to it and there's not much in the drain so you don't have to stay in two nights no it's not a it's not a definite two-nighter it's a definite one-nighter and then see how you go see how you feel see how much is in the drains uh olivia with a mons lift is the healing quite bad in a similar way to groin incisions mine was tweaked during my groin incisions on thigh lift but if recovery was like the groin i wouldn't have it done no, the Mons lift is in a similar way to the tummy tuck. So the scar is in the similar to the tummy tuck place. It's not the groin. It's not where the thigh is. The thigh one is down in the groin, right in the crease in the groin, and it's hot and sweaty. The Mons is this is, is like the central portion of the of the tummy tuck is, is used. So that's in a bit more of the fresh air. It's out in the fresh air a bit more. So less 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 hot and sweaty. But more obvious, you know, but still it's better for healing. Catherine Kirby, good to see you, Catherine. How long usually are you able to drive after a TT? As I'll have to be able to get kids to school and I'm worried about struggling. Um, I'm going to say, Catherine, first of all, you've got to talk to your insurance company, the car insurance. They might say it's got to be a certain amount of time. If they say it's got to be a certain amount of time, do what they say. If they say talk to your doctor or it's up to your doctor, I'm going to say two weeks, two to three. You might, you three, I think you'll be all right at three. Um, and you might be all right at two, but I can't guarantee you'll be all right at two because sometimes at two people are still, you know, the first one week you're sort of bent over. Second week you'll be feeling better. And I think, I think two weeks you might be able to drive. It's hard, it's hard, Catherine, to guarantee it because it depends on people, how they recover and how, how much, um, laxity is in the tissues. People with more laxity will recover quicker. So, um, two to three weeks, maybe two, but definitely three. I hope that's helpful. Douglas, hashtag ask JJ. That's what we want to see on Instagram. Douglas is bringing it to Instagram. Bring it. 
bring that hashtag let's get it trending as it's pink october one have all your viewers carried out self-examination two do women with breast implants them exam self-examine in the same way wow look at that serious question oh let's get that out serious question from um douglas there i don't know douglas have you all carried out self-examination not only in pink october but all the time and i think one of the things i think people often worry when they've got breast implants in uh, of lumps and swellings and there was a thing recently where they came out with this alcl thing which was a um, type of cancer associated with implants then oh we've got to tell everyone to look for a lump or a swelling and what have you now i would say everyone should be looking for a lump or a swelling anyway anyone with breasts should be looking for a lump or swelling anyway whether or not they've got implants in and there was a lot of um, attention brought up by this with the media in terms of the implants but i'm and and definitely i tell all my patients with implants look for lumps and swellings but the other thing i'm going to tell you is if you get a problem statistically speaking it's more likely to be a problem with your breast than it is with your implants so you've got to look for lumps or swellings whether or not you've got implants in because you've got a breast there so you mustn't forget you've got a breast there so you uh, must look for lumps or swellings in terms of the patient self-examining, yes, you self-examine in exactly the same way as you would when you don't have implants. Because when you've got an implant, the implant is behind the, um, the, the, the breast. There is no breast tissue behind the implant. So all the breast tissue is in front of the implant. Whether the implant's in front of or behind the muscle, the implant is always behind the breast. So what you're feeling, particularly around the nipple, is breast tissue. We're feeling the implant is more around the edges here. So by all means, check your implant and look for lumps and swellings in your implants and ALCL and all these things. But to be honest with you, check your breast. Check your breast, man. Whether or not you've got implants, you know, the the breast is, you know, it's a, it's a significant um, uh, a concern and it's a, it's a significant risk of breast cancer. Let's face it, that's what we're talking about. So I think it's important for everyone not just uh, people with implants to be looking at uh, examining themselves. And if you've got implants in, then you need to examine yourself in exactly the same way as you would if you didn't have implants in because you are feeling your breast first and you can feel lump or swelling just the same. And if you get a lump or swelling, if you've got an implant in, then um, by all means, come and whoever's put the implant in come and see me first if i put the implant in or your surgeon because if you go and see your doctor they'll probably say oh you've got implants in you should go and see your doctor you know you should go and see the surgeon who put them in and that's absolutely fine and then i'll be able to give you an idea whether the, the lump is your implant or is your breast um so that's so it's absolutely essential to examine not just in um in pink october and uh, yeah just in the same way so nice one douglas nice one well done you thumbs up yourself well said every month yes every month it's uh it's very important and um i think people often worry because they've got implants oh got to check for a lump or swelling because i've got implants in i'm like forget the implants statistically if you're gonna have a problem it's gonna be your breast i mean by all means you can check your implants but it's your breast we all need to be looking at thank you We'll definitely come to you for consultation. I've heard good things about your work. Bye for now. Bye, Hair Extension Studio Kingston. And I'm sure your work is good too. Haven't heard about it, but I'm sure it is. So let's big up ourselves. Hello, all. What are we talking about? 
Okay, boobs. We are talking about boobs, Rose Fuzz Pop. We were a minute ago. We were talking about examining our breasts. Um, ask JJ Nico Bobs. Come on, Instagram. That's it. Oh, my God. I've got another Ask JJ on Facebook. Oh, blimey. Um, do you recommend taking Arnica after surgery? I don't recommend it, Nico Bobs. But I don't um i don't think it's a i don't not recommend it it's not a word is it i don't uh think it's a problem if you want to take arnica fine a lot of people say it's good for bruising um bruising is not normally a huge issue unless you're having liposuction if you're having liposuction then it obviously can be a little bit more of a thing but um it's not more it's not usually much of a thing so i don't routinely tell people to take arnica but by all means do take arnica uh, if you want, because a lot of people say it's, it's good for bruising. I don't know whether it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. A lot of people say, oh, look at that. I took Arnica and I didn't bruise at all. I'm like, well, a lot of people don't take Arnica and don't bruise at all as well. But, you know, no harm done, you know, go for it. Rose Fuzz Pop, what do you think of Vasa Lipo? I think the Vasa Lipo um, may have a place and people who want, particularly Lipo to the central abdomen, who don't want a tummy tuck, I find the standard lipo doesn't cause skin retraction. They say that Vasa lipo does. So I often say to people, look, have a look at Vasa lipo. I don't do it. It's not something I've embraced. Um, I'm not sure how much of a difference it gives compared to standard lipo. But in my experience, from what I've seen, so I don't do it, but I don't want to be unfair to it because I don't do it. So I'd say to people, look, go and have a look at it because um, – Certainly the public talk about it a lot, but I think in the surgery world, I'm not sure whether you can tell significantly different results from VASA versus standard. I don't know. But that's what they say. They say it causes some skin retraction. So I say, look, see someone and see if they think it's good for your tummy. Uh, other areas, the hips, flanks, outer thighs, la chest, lateral chest, you know, male chest, these are all good for standard lipo. So, you know, it's a thing. It's a thing. No question about it. What's going on? Now, we've done the rosy. Uh, Olivia, done that. Done that. Catherine. Oh, I thought it was kicking off, but it's not because we've done all these already, haven't we? Catherine, thank you very much for honest answer. Oh, well, it is kicking off. It is kicking off because Tab Tabitha Cheney said something with an ask, JJ. So thank you, Tabitha, for that. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Kazia Mia has started something here. Honestly, Kazia, this is big respect to you. I'm late to the party. Have you already covered umbilical hernia repair with a mesh and then going to have a tummy tuck? Um, yeah, I think we have, Tabitha. And I, and I think we have. And it's fine. It's fine to have um, umbilical hernia with a mesh and then have a tummy tuck. Yeah, absolutely fine. No problem at all. Um, yeah. Melody, ask JJ, it's 2000 on top, but I'm not convinced with the Play J Plasma, to be honest. It's extra 2000 on top. Oh, God, what's, what's extra 2000 on top? Melody, well, I've lost the track. Um, is this something Monstein's doing? What's an extra 2000 on top? I'm not going J Plasma, there was a question. Now you've mentioned it. I saw a question on Facebook. Oh. Can someone remind me something about J plasma? Oh. I think we've, I think we had a, we had a, um, they, we had a thing about the timings. So we had to put, post this several times. So I think I'm talking on a, maybe a different post to what was, 
Um, something of J plasma versus something else. Oh man. I shouldn't really be doing this at the time, should I? Um, here we go. Actually, I can find it here. Gotta be honest, I find Facebook that easy to use. I don't know about you. Uh, here we go. Oh, no. To this one. Here we go. Oh, it was you, Melody. Mr. Steiner, really need thigh lift or is J plasma better on its own? Thank you, me. No, thank you, Mel. Right. Um, really need thigh lift or is J plasma all right on its own? I don't know much. Um, I don't know much about J plasma. I've got to be honest with you, Melody. I did uh, Google it. I don't know if I should admit that, but I Googled it before because I don't really know what J plasma is. It's some kind of non-surgical one, isn't it? There's loads of those non-surgical ones. Um, I'm not an expert in them. I am not an expert in them. I have dabbled. I have dabbled and I have like I've wanted to like them, but I haven't found any that have really blown me away. And I haven't tried J plasma, so I don't know what J plasma is or does. But in my experience, the non-surgical ones are not as good as the surgical ones. I think that's going to be obvious, isn't it? Otherwise, the surgical ones would go. But um, but yeah. So I don't know. And a thigh lift, certainly for the inner thigh, I'm not sure how good a non-surgical thing would be. But look at results and see what you think. You know, maybe get testimonials from people and things. Speak to people about it done. I'll have to watch from the beginning. Yeah, Tabitha, you can watch from the beginning. I've got to be honest. I don't know if I said much apart from say, yeah, it's fine um, to have it. Yeah, I think I, no, I did say a lot, didn't I? I said all about the abdominal wall. Yeah, watch it from the beginning, Tabitha. It's really good. Um, Melody, sorry, the vase are lipo. I'm a dippy blonde. It was me. Was it? Are you Rose Fuzz Pop then on Instagram? Yeah. Vase are same. Vase are sort of one up from, well, I think J Plasma is non surgical, isn't it? Vase is a surgical type of liposuction, an assisted form of liposuction. Um, don't do either, to be honest with you. TBH. Um, Oh, is this is this what you mean? Mostly micro liposuction and liposuction. Was that supposed to be Vaser? Okay, so the difference is Vaser does uh, as good delivers. Oh, is it? I'm assuming it's Vaser. That's supposed to say the difference is Vaser delivers ultrasound energy to the to the fat before removing it. So it is. Um, it means you can use smaller cannulas. And it means that it, they say, as I say, they, they, they say that it causes some degree of skin retraction. Um, but as I say, I don't do VASA, so probably best to talk to someone who does it. I hope that's what you mean by like micro. Uh, what's the difference in mini tummy tuck and full abdominoplasty? Oh, you're mixing the terms there. We should, why don't we call it mini tummy tuck and full tummy tuck? Well, uh, mini tummy tuck is a lesser version of a full tummy tuck, as the name suggests. A mini tummy tuck is a shorter scar. The full has got a scar that goes from hip to hip. The mini's shorter. The mini tummy tuck doesn't have a scar around the belly button. The full tummy tuck does. Um, so the mini tummy tuck is less scarring, less risk of complications, cheaper, quicker recovery, shorter operation. Sounds great, doesn't it? But less of a result. The mini tummy tuck only tackles a bit of fullness above your pubic area often people have had a cesarean section they've got a cesarean scar they've got a bit of a bulge above the cesarean scar um, and it just tackles that bit above your pubic area below the belly button it doesn't do anything above the belly button you certainly can't rep repair the muscles 
and you doesn't do anything out to the sides. A full tummy tuck repairs the whole width of the abdomen as well as pulling above the belly button because you take all the skin from the belly button down to the pubic area away and the skin from the belly button up gets pulled down. So it's a bigger operation, more of a result, but more complications, more risks, more um, more reco longer recovery. The other thing is it depends on the patient. So if you haven't got much much there, if you've only got a little bit above your pubic area, you might not be a candidate for a full tummy tuck. So not everyone's a candidate for a full tummy tuck. If you haven't got much fullness there, it might, you know you might not be able to do a physically do a full tummy tuck on on you. So, um, just Kimbo, are you able to operate? Yes, yes, we are able to operate just Kimbo. We are, I've been operating today. We are operating, we're booking people in. We're all guns blazing. We're going for it. We're going for it, just Kimbo. We are going for it full steam ahead until they lock us down again. But at the moment, the lockdowns and the local lockdowns and things haven't affected us. They've affected more shops and restaurants, etc. Because we're pretty good on our socially distancing and our um, our um, measures are pretty good. Um, Melody, I'm totally confusing you. I'm sorry, I'll shut up. Not difficult, Melody. It is not difficult. By all means, don't shut up. By all means, come back, come back at me. But if you are the microvasor thing, then uh, I hope I've addressed it. But if I haven't, by all means, come back at me. No problem. Liz has got an Ask JJ. God, I'm blown away by this. I think this is the most numbers of Ask JJs we've had. Ask, hashtag Ask JJ. How soon will I be able to walk the kids to school and back after a tummy tuck? I live at the top of a hill and the school's half a mile away, so it'll be one mile riding trip twice a day. I'm worried about the hill needing me to engage my tummy muscles. Yeah. I don't know, Liz. Is it that much of a hill? Engaging your tummy muscles? It's a tough one for me, this one, Liz, because I've got to be honest with you, walking's good. Walking is good. A mile round trip. Hmm. It's a fair distance, isn't it? It's not too bad, though, is it? I'm going to say two weeks, Liz. Maybe a week, but, but two, yeah, two, let's say two, because you might be all crunched over. But walking is good, Liz, to be honest with you. Two weeks is going to be safe, I'd say. You know, a week you might be a bit hunched over. I think you might physically be able to do it in, at a week. But you'd probably be slow and the kids will probably get annoyed with you because they'll be going, come on, mum, want to get home. But I don't think I don't think engaging the tummy muscles is going to be a big thing with that. Engaging the tummy muscles is more doing sort of pull ups and exercises like that and lifting heavy boxes and things. Walking up a hill, I don't think you'll be engaging your tummy muscles much less. I won't worry about it too much on that thing. But at the same time, you don't want to overdo it. I Have you got dates in December? I think we have just Kimbo. I think we have. Pretty sure we have got dates in December. Um, Nicola would know. Nicola's all over it. Give the clinic a ring. 0121-454-3680. Call us. Nicola knows. But I, I think I'm pretty sure we have got dates. Um, are you meant to avoid stairs after a tummy tuck? No, you're not meant to avoid stairs after a tummy tuck. I think they do check that you can do the stairs after a tummy tuck because sometimes people find it uncomfortable, and especially if your bedroom's upstairs, then you might worry if you can't walk up the stairs after a tummy tuck. So I think when you're at the hostel, they make sure you're okay doing stairs, but you shouldn't avoid the stairs. No, I don't think you're going to significantly engage your core when you're doing um, when you're walking up the stairs. I mean, it's going to be uncomfortable, let's be honest, but I don't think you're going to do any harm by going upstairs. 
I think it's absolutely fine. If your bedroom's upstairs, no problem. Up you go. You, as I say, you might find it uncomfortable, but you, it's no, it's not a contraindication to to things. You can certainly go upstairs. Just Kimber, I'll call tomorrow. I've had a telephone chat with you, but I haven't seen you face to face yet. Oh, well, nice to chat with you, Just Kimbo. Uh, by all means, come along. We're doing consultations. Despite my casual attire, I am working at the clinic. Well, it's half term, so I'm supposed to be off, but but yeah, definitely at the clinic. Well, not this week. Next week I am. But be good to see in real life. I'll dress up and all that. Well, I won't because I'll be in my blues. I've got to wear all the, it's not blues, you know, scrubs. What are the most effective areas for liposuction? Who's asked this? I've got to be honest. That's one of my lot asking that, isn't it? Is that a pa real patient asking that? Um, well, thank you for asking. Hips are really good. Combined with a tummy tuck, hips here. Once you've done a tummy tuck, sometimes you've got a bit of fullness. Someone was saying they've got a bit of fullness up here in the upper abdomen. They've had a fleur de lis. Sometimes beneath the rib cage. Sometimes people will talk about doing it beneath the rib cage at the time of the tummy tuck. I don't because I worry about the blood supply, because you often don't need it. Often it pulls through. If it doesn't pull through and you've still got a bulge in your upper abdomen, then that might help. Uh, liposuction might help those areas. Uh, lateral chest wall, you know, if you've got breast reduction or just you've got fullness above your bra strap. Outer thighs, um, not so much inner thighs, not so much central abdomen, not so much arms. Those are areas that people often want liposuction, but it doesn't give a significant degree of skin, re skin retraction. That's why I normally point people in the direction of the vaser and the assisted forms of liposuction to see if they'll help. I don't know if they do, because I don't do them, but I just say, look, the people who do them say that they do, so better off talking to them to get a, to get a balanced opinion. Um, thank goodness for that. My flat is up six flights of stairs. Hold on a minute, Olivia. Not six flights of stairs. I don't think you want to be doing that too often. I thought you meant just one stairs up to the bedroom. Six flights is a bit extreme. No, hold on a minute. It's getting out of control. I didn't. Yeah, don't avoid stairs, but don't do six flights of stairs after a tummy tuck. Come and take it easy. Go in the lift. Kimberly Richards, hashtag ask JJ. Hashtag ask JJ. Yes. I can't believe it's, it's taken off. It's taken. How many years have I been doing this? It's taken off. It's Casio, I'll tell you. I've lost a large amount of weight and lost a lot of my breasts, which is great as I hated them so big. <clears throat> I would like to have breasts which stay when I lie down or take off my bra. Would this require an implant or an uplift do? Um, I think an uplift would do a lot of it. But I wonder if what you're talking about, which is having them staying there, depends on how much breast tissue you've got, Kimberly. If you've got a fair amount of breast tissue, it's hard to get them to stay there, to be honest with you, when you lie down. They're going to move. Gravity's going to move them. The thing that doesn't move is an implant. So an implant does stay there. But when we put an implant in, we want it to stay with your breasts. So we don't want the implant to stay there and the breast to fall off the side. So if you've got no breast tissue at all and you have implants, they do sort of stay there, you know, like, like you're describing. But if you've got some breast tissue, I've got to be honest, Kimberly, it's hard to do the thing that you're describing. And sometimes people do say, oh, when I lie down, they move to the side. And you're like, well, that's natural. That's what breasts do. Um, but I understand people don't want them to do that. I mean, a lift will make them better. They'll be they'll fall they'll fall less far because they'll be tighter and they'll be higher up on your chest, but they'll still fall. Um, so it's about 
aligning your expectations as to what you want. So it will be better the fall, but it will be still be there. There'll still be a bit of falling going on. And an implant will make them a bit more on there, but they'll also make them bigger. So the question is, do you want them bigger? There isn't a lift. Now, I think Olivia is talking about a lift for the flats now, not a lift for the breasts. Okay. Um, don't we worry about going for a few weeks? Good. Melody, hashtag ask. Melody, it's hashtag ask. JJ. I hate to pull you up on it because I I respect you for using the using it. But if we're going to use it, because last week we had a hashtag JJ, you know, so, you know, we've had a hashtag JJ. Now we've had a straight up ask JJ. It's, it's hashtag ask JJ. Okay, just to just to pull you up on that. Um, sorry, guys, need to go. Thank Oh, oh that's what it was. <laughs> okay, <laughs> oh, there you're going to go. All right, Melody, thanks for coming and thanks for trying to use the hashtag. But next time, hashtag ask JJ. But yeah, excellent. Thanks, Melody. Have a nice evening. Um, thanks for letting us know. Right, Melody's gone, guys. We can carry on. It's all right. We'll carry on. Blimey, I've got loads of questions here. What's this one? What's the most effective? Have I done that one? I've done that one. Can you use a liposuction heavy talk here? Can you use liposuction on the tummy? You can. And I think it's good for here, as I say, usually after a tummy tuck, because you, anyone who's got a natural distribution of fat, it'll always be in the lower abdomen more than the upper abdomen. So you want to address the lower abdomen first. And in my experience, the best way to address the lower abdominal fat is with a tummy tuck. But I understand, or a mini tummy tuck, but I understand a lot of people aren't candidates for that they haven't got enough for that and they want liposuction i see a lot of people who don't want a tummy tuck and want liposuction i find that the skin doesn't retract significantly for the central abdomen so i don't like liposuction on the central abdomen as i say the assisted forms like vaser and smart lipo and um there are others i can't remember the names of them but anyway other types of liposuction do say that they cause some degree of skin retraction so they might be something that you could consider but in my hands, it's not great for the central abdomen. Um, there you go, Olivia. Hashtag ask JJ. Thank you for demonstrating that, Olivia. Very good. Um, what do you class as one large area for liposuction? I don't class. Yeah, I don't think you should. I don't really like it so much when patients get into the sort of um, the 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 the. the the way we describe liposuction. Um, so liposuction is described in two ways, small, medium, large, extra large, and uh, one area, two area, three areas. And I prefer the small, medium, large, extra large, to be honest with you, because then you've got sort of like two areas, like hips, is that two areas on, you know, or is that one area because it's hips or the, so um, I would call that medium, which would be equivalent of um, uh two areas um one area is a small bit like a chin or a little area a little small localized area i wouldn't there's no such thing as one large area so that would be medium there isn't a lot one large area that would be medium so that's why i prefer small medium large extra large but that's a technical thing for us we'll we'll examine you and see you and give you a quote basically um is it appropriate to have liposuction under local anesthetic with sedation yeah i would think it's a little bit uncomfortable because of the moon so i think you need sedation um it's possible to do it under local anesthetic a very small area uh i've never done it under just local anesthetic to be honest with you um but local anesthetic anesthetic and sedation absolutely yes uh 
um, no problem at all. Just Kimbo. I know it's recommended not to smoke vape. Oh, sorry. I know it's recommended not to smoke slash vape before or after surgery, but is a nicotine free vape? Oh, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that's the problem with the vapes. Most of them got nicotine in it. Yeah. So is that just air then or water or whatever? Yeah, that'd be fine. That'd be fine, Just Kimbo. Absolutely. Um, without any nicotine, fine. Go for it. Good on you, if you can. How long do I wait to, for breast augmentation after breastfeeding? Well, there's two things. The first thing is the actual state of your breasts. And the state of your breasts take a few months to settle and to sort of to recoil and to, to sort themselves out. And it takes longer if your breasts... Oh, if you, so you want if the longer you're breastfeeding, the longer they're sort of staying engorged. So once you've finished breastfeeding, I would say at least three months, probably six months. But then the other thing is you got to and listen to your body, to yourself. You, if your breasts are still changing, then you know you don't want to do it too soon. So give it a few months. Um, but also you've got to think of your child. Obviously you're breastfeeding, so you've got a small child. So you've got to think of the age of the child. I think it's nice to wait until about a year. When they're a bit more mobile and things um whether that ties in with the breastfeeding thing but yeah you want things to settle down a bit hold on a minute what are your thoughts on face light with lipo on the neck none olivia i got none if i wasn't on the live if i'd got that question before i could have googled face light uh but unfortunately i'm on it live here now so i, do, I got no idea what face light is lipo on the neck's good I don't do it. Um, I don't know what face light is. What is it? Some kind of non-surgical thing? Surgical thing? Not my bag, Olivia. Sorry. All right. Michelle, I have 34E breasts and would love a breast reduction. Is there a minimum breast size to qualify for reduction? Or would a reduction give me a lift too? Absolutely not, Michelle. Um, certainly not in the private sector. In the, in, the, in the NHS, there used to be, but I don't think they're doing these anymore. But absolutely not. So there's a sort of area between a reduction and a lift. So, yes, a reduction would give you a lift too, absolutely. A lift is part of a reduction. And then you can adjust how much you remove, so how much of a reduction you have. So you don't have to have a certain amount. You can say, look, I just want a little bit, maybe a cup size or whatever. Um, we can never guarantee exactly what we're going to do or at least the, how what cup size you're going to be. But, you know, often when you've got a fair size of breast and you have a lift, it's quite nice to take a little bit of volume out of the lower pole to, to make them less heavy so they don't droop. So that might be sort of where you'd be going, just a little bit of volume out of the lower pole, a little bit of a dropping, you know, maybe a cup size. You know, as I say, we can't be too specific about it, but there's you don't have to remove a certain volume. I mean, a lift, you don't remove any volume. So you can go from a lift to removing a lot and there's any spectrum in between. There's no, there's no minimum amount. Um, Hold on a minute, what's going on? Hey, just wondering if it's worth having a breast lift before pregnancy or in between pregnancy. DMATH XX, probably not. Probably not. I mean, you can, but when you have the next pregnancy, it's going to mess it up, let's face it. Exhibit A. Exhibit B, it might alter your ability to breastfeed. So for those two reasons, I would say to you, probably not worth having it. If you know you're going to have more children, I would say, ideally wait until you've finished your family you might say that's going to be many years in which case i say look you know you have to make a judgment on it and you could have it now if you wanted but it is probably going to mess it up 
in terms of the shape of your breast. It's going to stretch your breasts again. Just because you've had a lift doesn't mean you don't, they won't droop again. And also it might affect your ability to breastfeed. So I would say, I would probably say not to have a breast lift before pregnancy or in between pregnancies. Wait until you've finished your family, ideally, um, would be my advice. Um, Liz, hashtag ask JJ, thank you, appropriate hashtag usage there. I've heard some people vomit after waking up from surgery because of the anaesthetic. Is there anything I could take to be administered to avoid prevent this as I worry about the pain and my stitches opening up? Absolutely. I worry about that too, Liz. Um, and you're absolutely right. People do vomit after anaesthetic. Um, horrible word, vomit, isn't it? Um, and we do everything we can to avoid it. And we give you strong antiemetics because we don't want you vomiting, particularly if you have a tummy tuck or something where it's closed tight it's going to be painful and we don't really want to put tension on those stitches. So the anaesthetists work hard to avoid it. And there are lots of things that we do and we give you to prevent that. So hopefully it's not a common thing that happens. It can still happen, but it's not very common because we're very aware that it's particularly for the, after any surgery, it's not great, but particularly this surgery, it's really not great. DMATH, you are welcome. Michelle, thank you. I'm actually not sure what face light is either. I think it's a non-surgical tightening up type thingy. I saw it with an American friend on Instagram. Well, there you go. Um, well, sorry, Olivia, I can't help you on that one. But uh, sounds good, doesn't it? Face light, like it. Um, how long do I have to wait for breast augmentation? Oh, I've done that one. Um, oh, here we go. Casimir asked JJ, the original. Are people being sick after Twilight 2? I haven't had any. Um, I would imagine maybe they could be. But generally, one of the big benefits of Twilight is the recovery in general is a lot smoother. It's a lot smoother. And certainly the nausea is that there's no significant nausea. Um, not really had anyone who's had a significant amount of nausea. Um, one of the main uh, problems, one of the main culprits is morphine. Morphine is really not a very nice drug. So if you can avoid morphine, you know, it's uh, it's really helpful, and uh, and Twilight works really well with that. So no, not really, Casia. Transfigure, transform, transmute. Is a circumarular lift actually effective? Looking at combining this with implants, have read very mixed reviews. You will read mixed reviews because it's a very surgeon-specific thing, and we all have our opinions, and it doesn't mean anyone's right or wrong. And my opinion is that it's not a very effective way of lifting the breast, to be honest with you. I don't like the circumareola lift. So I can understand why people want it, because it just has one scar around the areola. But I'd be like, well, you just have no scars and don't have any lift, you know. Well, at least have a scar underneath and just have a uh, have an implant. Uh, if you're going to have a lift, I think you need more scarring. I think you need to take more skin out. Basically, that's what scarring equals. You know, the more skin you take, the more scarring. So that, you know, my minimum, if you like, is a circumvertical or lollipop round the nipple and then down. Um, and then sometimes in the fold as well, the short T. But um, personally, I don't think a circumvertical lift is good. But I know there are surgeons out there who are doing it, um, which is fine. But I don't think it gives a very good lift. It, it sort of flattens the breast. It doesn't really give good projection. And uh, personally, I don't like it. But we're all different. So it doesn't mean it is confusing, I imagine, from you. Look for people who've got good results and just go with what they're doing, basically. So if you can get someone who's got good results with a circumareola lift, then fine. I'm sure people are, you know, getting good results with it. 
Um, it's just my experience. Good question, though. Um, Catherine Kirby, hashtag ask How long after a tummy tuck would you recommend having a lymphatic drainage massage, or do you recommend them? I don't recommend it, but I don't think you, you know, I don't sort of send my people off to have lymphatic massage, but I don't think it's bad. You know, I think it's fine. Um, and probably speak to the lymphatic massage person. Um, month month six weeks couple of no, six to eight weeks i'd say i'm making it up catherine i don't know a couple of months but yeah um it's not something i don't i not something i particularly send people for or and people don't really talk about it but um certainly no harm in it yeah speak to the ma massage person but yeah maybe a couple of months six weeks uh done that one can i have local anesthetic whilst breastfeeding yeah good question yeah yeah interested in mole removal yeah absolutely fine yeah the local anesthetic is very local it doesn't have any systemic effects so uh yeah absolutely fine nice question that can i work up some ab strength under my excess skin on my stomach before my tummy top procedure or the procedure under no not at all absolutely uh liz worked hard for six months to get a six pack yeah absolutely the, the, the do that do work up to get your ab strength the only thing is you won't see it, but you will see it once you have the tummy tuck because the tummy tuck will reveal it because it will remove all the excess skin and fat. So the tummy tuck, the only way the tummy tuck might sort of not necessarily undo your hard work, but you'll obviously be having to not exercise for a good, you know, six to eight weeks in certain terms of the abs. So you'll probably feel that. But you absolutely go and go for it and build them up before the surgery. That's good. It's good to be healthy before the surgery. How long would it be before I could really work on toning my stomach abs? Oh, here they go. Back before, before, back up after surgery. Six weeks, you can start it, but be true to yourself. Listen to your body. If it hurts, if it swells, if it's uncomfortable, then back off. But six weeks is when you would start maybe gently thinking, mm, is this okay? You know, so not going full on, not going hell for leather. Eight, maybe 12 weeks before you sort of, giving any sort of real real going for it because you'll make it swell you know and it will hurt and if it hurts and swells back off so you can start around six weeks wow was it me or was that a big one that was a big one i got my hair growing in i got my headache got my water thank you instagram thank you facebook please if you got any questions you know what to do Come on, hashtag Ask JJ. Let's get this going. Let's get this trending on Twitter. Not that we're on Twitter. Well, I'm on Twitter, but this isn't on Twitter. Let just the things trend on Facebook and stuff. Let's get this trending on Facebook or Instagram. Hashtag Ask JJ. Oh, hold on a minute. Transfigure, transform, transmute. Asked a question. Does lipotomons pubis have any effect? The fullness of the labia majora. No, it doesn't. Transfigure, transform, transmute. No, it doesn't. So the liposuction to the mons pubis would literally address that area the labia majora are sort of inferior to that and it wouldn't have any effect to that so if you are looking at something to do to the fullness of the labia then you would be looking at a separate procedure um, to make them less full so-called labiaplasty where you take some skin off because the labia haven't really got much fat in they're mainly skin so um, it's a skin thing so no that's a good question because if you do have the lipo to the mons pubis you want to be a 
uh, assure about what sort of effect it can give you. So you don't want to think, oh, I'll make my labia better. And then you think, hold on, my labia looks just the same. So um, no, it won't. Uh, that would be a labiaplasty, which would be a separate procedure to sort of trim some of the skin off the labia. Thank you for that question. Transfigure, transform, transmute. Uh, thank, we've got some thank yous coming in. Welcome. Thank you for participating. Uh, Olivia, six flight of stairs is too much. Kazimir, hashtag ask JJ. Thank you. We'll be waiting next week. Have a good night. Hearts and stars. Right. Loving it. Okay. I'm going to check myself out in that case, and I will see y'all next week. Hasta la vista. See you next week. Uh, Have a question not covered in today's show? Then send it over to info at styanoplasticsurgery.co.uk using the hashtag AskJJ. We'd love to hear from you.